But I also understand that people who do true full-time pre-sales may not have the luxury of demos like that. Like, for example, uh, usually a customer may say, um, uh, I'm not going to purchase your software unless you prove, you know, use case one, use case two, use case three. So you're kind of forced to demo. Okay, here's demo or demo snippet, use case one, use case two, use case three. There's nothing wrong with that. It's tried and true through the decades. Uh, I can tell you from experience, it's right. It has been decades, not days or months. Um, but most definitely, you, you definitely don't want to do that stereotypical demo. Here's feature one of a gazillion. Here's feature two of a gazillion. Here's feature three of a gazillion. Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're tuning into Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Ted Stolarsek, who's principal pre and post sales engineer. So we also consider this title a principal systems engineer or technical advisor at SAS. Ted, how are you? Helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How's it going today? Going good. Uh, thanks for having me. This is actually my very first time on any podcast. So uh, I'm finally in the 1990s. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for your time. Very much, you know, appreciate you, you know, breaking out from from your busy day to uh, <laughs> to help uh, shed some light on this sales engineering world, which has really been exploding this whole pre-sales world over the last, I'd say certainly like a couple years, but like this, I would say the, the last uh, year or two has just been totally on fire. So thank you so much. Why don't you take a quick second to tell folks a little bit about your career background and how'd you end up getting into sales engineering? Okay, so uh, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I guess we need the uh, Star Wars crawl plane when I say <laughs> this, but I uh, uh, graduated from Drexel University, and my first job out of college uh, was Primavera Systems, and now owned by Oracle. Uh, at first, I dabbled in uh, software testing quality assurance, then I dabbled in uh, inside sales, uh, but there was one particular sales manager there who saw uh, raw talent in me. Though back then it was more air quote talent, but I would like to give thanks to uh, Lori Gipp for grooming me into a hybrid sales technical role. And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> That's awesome. What was it that she identified just based on your experience where she was like, you know what, Ted's going to be a good sales engineer. And I know that back in, in those days, like it was, uh, it wasn't as prevalent that role as it is today. Yeah. So although I was rusty at first, uh, I take it that she took that, um, uh, I had inherent people skills, uh, a little bit of woo that always helps <laughs> things of that nature. So, so some soft skills to go with, uh, the technical acumen. Awesome. Now, what would you say based on your experience now, sales engineering looks like at a company the size of SaaS? I mean, I think you're like over 10,000 employees, something like that. Yeah, I'm impressed. I don't even know the current number exactly. But uh, in, in the U.S., uh, at least, um, most of the sales engineers are tied to industry verticals where uh, they present uh, new products to new or existing customers, but then some sales engineers are uh, tied to uh, existing customers and the industry vertical, where they're tasked with uh, maintaining a relationship, 
getting them on uh, upgraded releases, um, things of that nature. Uh, I've been in, involved with both through the years. Uh, currently, I'm tied to uh, existing customers and their existing products, but from time to time, I'm borrowed back by the uh, the, the people who do uh, full-time true pre-sales. And how do you sort of determine what part of the sales motion and what kinds of accounts a particular sales engineer will end up focusing on? Uh, well, I'm not sure I um, mentioned that uh, enough, but uh, yeah, the people who do uh, the true pre-sales are tied to industry verticals. So for example, uh, health life sciences, uh, financial services, retail manufacturing, government. Uh, so they know day in and day out that's who they support, whereas the existing customer team uh, is more product focused and it can be any industry vertical. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Now, what would you say based on your time being in the sales engineering world, it has been sort of uh, one of the reasons why you would you would say, hey, you know what, this whole pre-sales mo motion or, or, or movement is really pretty hot right now. Anything that sort of stands out? Uh, well, I definitely agree it's hot, but allow me to say, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say um, it's gaining new traction, uh, but I would like to say that with this whole digital transformation and this new virtual world, obviously, uh, which has greatly altered, right? How we demo, how we sell, how we engage with customers, how we service, uh, none of that has diminished sales engineering one iota. So, so, so it's definitely not going away. Uh, so the importance is, is, is at minimum equal to what it's been in, uh, in years past. Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking to the digital transformation, it, it feels like now everything's on zoom. Well, certainly the last two years or so. So your experience with inside sales really, I think probably makes you quite valuable as opposed to folks who maybe were doing sales engineering, but they had never really kind of been inside, right? How oh, valuable good point. You... That's a good point. If yeah. you're accustomed to non-in-person uh, communications, persuasions, discussions, illustrations, et cetera, et cetera, uh, it, it, it was a shock uh, at first uh, to people's systems. So, uh, so having prior experience uh, being remote or on the phone or virtual, well, back then, right, it wasn't really virtual, but there was definitely plenty of phone, uh, really helps uh, fast forward to now. Yeah, totally. And in, do you have any demo engineering teams? Like demo engineers have been sort of like popping up on LinkedIn, like the titles, and they seem to be growing. Do you have that kind of organization that just focuses on building demos? And how do they kind of like interface with the rest of the SE team? Okay, so at one point in the past, there was a centralized uh, demo building team. Uh, but then uh, it was decided that uh, with this whole industry vertical concept, right, they're going to be best at building the best demos and maintaining them and supporting them. Like uh, if I could just throw out some random examples, uh, disease management. Well, that requires certain specific health life science expertise, risk and fraud, right? That requires certain uh, specific financial skills, supply chain, right? Retail manufacturing. So um, it went back to uh, decentralized. 
and uh, it's it's been working great since. Got it. So like, yeah, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like you have on the sales side, you have AEs or sales reps who are focused on particular verticals, because I think right now more than ever, you just can't show up and do some like random generic demo, right? You gotta be that expert. And I think that really gives you the competitive edge. And, And to your point, SEs, I think, are more valuable today, right? Where you can go in there and show that you really know your stuff and that you're going to be a strategic partner. So that really resonates. You know, from a a typical day's sort of perspective, what does that actually look like for a sales engineer? I know that's it depends on, you know, certain things, but anything that you kind of points out or that that stands out rather that uh, folks who are learning about sales engineering would really see value from. Well, as that old saying goes, uh, wear many hats. Maybe I should have brought props to this uh, podcast or, or video recording. But um, uh, right, literally and sincerely, on any given day, you can be consulting-like, business or technology. You can be tech support-like, sales-like, training-like, this and that-like, uh, as if you represent um, all the different departments that are in your own organization. Um it's a lot of be likes, you know, be like Mike, be like Michael Jordan, <laughs> another old saying. Uh, but but it literally and sincerely is that you're, you're definitely wearing many hats on any given day. You're not just doing demos. You're not just doing uh, uh, conversations. Uh, there's still a lot of talking involved. There's still a lot of technology involved. There's still a lot of persuasion and uh, customer relationship building involved. But you're not click, click, click with a mouse every day, all day. <laughs> Gotcha. Now, from a strategic planning perspective, what uh, what what does that kind of look like for a sales engineering team? Like, I know that there's a lot of like, you know, hybrid motions where, you know, there's components of sales that are involved, soft skills, closing, that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's a huge component, which is all technical. So how do you sort of fuse the technical with sort of some of the more sales-ish type strategies and, and bring that together? Yeah, so, so through the years, uh, different sales reps, sales managers, uh, sales directors, if you will, um, follow different uh, methodologies and philosophies. Uh, just some examples off the top of my head, uh, Miller Hyman, Solution Selling, uh, John Costigan. Uh, my personal favorite out of those uh, is John Costigan. Uh, he's been known to do real live sales calls in front of his training audience. That's amazing. But granted, right, you asked about uh, sales engineering perspective strategies, uh, though there's still some value for uh, sales engineering to go through those as well and utilize them on uh, sales cycles. But from an SE perspective, likewise, those managers and directors uh, follow things like uh, demo to win, great demo, uh, game plan your demo, uh, personally, uh, I would like to say, I don't know if I have a number one favorite out of those. I think each and every one of those has something you can um, get get out of. Uh, but regardless, whether you're a, a sales rep by yourself, a sales engineer by yourself, or working together, uh, in any given situation, sales situation, demo situation, customer situation, whatever, the situation, I'll throw out an MTV reference, but in any event, <laughs> also showing my age. Jersey, but, uh, Jersey uh, Shore, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
I like to try to apply, or lately I've been trying to apply what marketing folks do in their line of work, and that is net promoter score, right? They have a concept of detractors, passives, and promoters. I know it's easier said than done, but if possible, if you can uh, gauge who your detractor is and kind of minimize or or negate uh, what they may try to do to you, your product, uh, the sales cycle, whatever the case may be, and diffuse that. And then on the flip side, if you can gauge who your promoter is and equip and coach them to be an internal evangelist, um, they're what they can do internally within their own organization is going to be more powerful than what the greatest, the world, what any world's greatest sales rep or sales engineer can do. Even if their own demo inside their own organization is not as sexy as yours, right? It, it still has has more power and value. Uh, I'll call it like substance trumps sexy. I don't know if you want to make that the title of this recording, but but substance definitely trumps sexy. If you can get the internal promoter to be your internal evangelist. So in that way, I consider that a a strategy as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally like really being able to, to discover that evangelist and build a deep relationship with them is so huge. Right. I mean, if you think about how you buy products, right. Like you're, you know, you see it, you're like, okay, this thing's going to help us. And you're going to go in and, and go to bat for, for that product or that vendor, right? And of course, if they're uh, doing a great job of building a relationship, that, that's obviously going to help uh, tremendously, right? You know, in, in, in terms of, I think about challenges, right? When I think about like any organization, in terms of challenges that sales engineers run into uh, on a daily basis, and, and this might be a challenge that's specific to a company the size of SaaS, right? Uh, that... Uh, that maybe you run into anything that stands out that you, you would point out. And then also like any, any tips around getting around these challenges. Yes. So earlier I was talking about the be likes meaning uh, on any given day, we're, we're consulting, like training, like tech support, like, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that infers or more than infers that uh, we're being a customer advocate within our own organization, let alone the customer's own organization. So uh, not that everyone doesn't do this as well, but, but, um, but because it's just the very nature of our job, uh, right, we have to try to influence others to do what's best for the customer. Examples include like perhaps uh, facilitating that our own tech support department does a screen share, guided handholding to resolve an issue. Uh, perhaps it's facilitating getting product management in our own organization to add new features to the software product in a future release because it really helped the customer. Uh, offering the customer free training, right, and not getting, gaining revenue out of that, just, um, you know, to bring happiness back to the customer and, and the current situations. So there's many touch points. Um, uh, I guess challenge is a strong choice of words. I'm not saying it's 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 difficult but but it's just something to keep in mind that uh we have so many touch points within our own organization that we have to uh, always be a, a customer advocate absolutely absolutely now you, you've been able to like shed a lot of insight and in, in, uh and you know experience here today what would you say you would look for if you're telling let's say a sales engineering leader um, or you're giving them some advice around uh, looking for 
talent out there, like they want to hire, right? What tips would you give those leaders around sourcing, onboarding, or training uh, the right, quote unquote, the right talent, just like your uh, colleague did many years ago, found your talent? Yes, right. I went from air quote talent to talent. But uh, uh, so, so hiring technical acumen is obviously obvious, but uh, I think something that's taken for granted, uh, particularly uh, for sales engineers, and I might have used this term already earlier on, uh, is the art of woo. Uh, I don't know if my Philly accent, but uh, W-O-O, By the way, we got uh, tons of teammates in Philly. We oh, Philly okay. <laughs> so they're understand what I'm talking about or, or how I say it. <laughs> but uh, um, the order was strategic persuasion, right? And um, I don't want to sound, sound uh, high and almighty, uh, but, but to gauge whether someone actually uh, has the art of woe versus right technical acumen, to a certain extent can be taught, uh, but to see what your true uh, soft skill inner strengths are, regardless if you're not currently uh, expressing them, uh, is to uh, take an assessment such as strengths finders, right? I, I know there's other assessments out there, but I don't know how many of your viewers are already familiar with strengths finders. Uh, but on the flip but side- But if you could I, elaborate like, on them real quick, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, so um, oh, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget all the terms. Shame on me. But uh, oh, it's all right. There's 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 like some top uh, strengths that you'll discover, and uh, among other things, it's more important to make those top strengths stronger versus say work on your weakest strengths. Uh, I'm sure if anyone watches this who knows Strengths Finder much better than I do, it may add or edit or <laughs> delete from what I'm saying, but, but in a nutshell, that, that, that is uh, my take at least among other things uh, of what to get out of uh, something like strengths finders. But however, all that I'm saying here uh, on the flip side, right? You don't want the uh, sales engineer to be uh, a glorified sales rep, right? Uh, as I like to word it, uh, a sales rep for the most part is supposed to be the Batman and the sales engineer is supposed to be the, uh, Robin or Alfred, uh, be like the behind the scenes unsung hero. But now if that uh, TV show reference is old and outdated and I'm showing my age, uh, perhaps I need to make a more current reference analogy, maybe WandaVision. Uh, for those in the know, like the sales engineer on some days need to be Monica Rambo, on some days need to be Darcy Lewis, other days need to be Vision, but all good or bad attempt of analogy, what I'm getting at is, right, the sales engineer needs to know when to lead and when to be a follower of a leader. You're not always one uh, versus the other. Awesome. I love that. But will, love that. regardless, is, is, is important just as much, uh, if not more so, than, than technical acumen. Awesome. Now, in terms of performance, right, you talked about woo, you talked about these qualitative you know, variables or, or behaviors. How do you track performance uh, right now for a sales engineer? And that, does that change based on, you know, size of company that they're going after, uh, those sort of things? Well, as you might imagine, uh, those all are mostly involved with um, new customers, existing customers, new products. Uh, they're tied to, right, uh, new revenue dollars. Those that do... Uh, Existing customers, 
existing products. They're tied to uh, renewals and maintaining those customer relationships. However, both groups could have um, similar uh, MBOs, for example, uh, learning and development MBO, uh, building a reusable customer facing asset MBO, or uh, displaying and proving that you're communicating thought leadership. So for example, I don't know if by doing this, I'll get credit for that thought leadership. MBO. Absolutely, Ted. Uh-huh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> so, so uh, but, but I don't think that is any different, um, whether the company is humongous, tiny, whether that company sells one software product or a gazillion software products. Awesome. All right. Well, for my last question, and thank you so much for bestowing your wisdom and experience and insight here today. Dropping so I, the knowledge. The no. drama, exactly. <laughs> dropping knowledge. My little drum roll here. <laughs> Outside of like, let's say conversion rates, right? Which obviously you're going to, you know, uh, dictate whether you're doing a great job or not in, in many ways, certainly quantitatively. Um, but outside of conversion rates, what is a, a fantastic, like a, a great demo look like? So I wouldn't necessarily say this is earth shattering, but, but I have my own personal way of um, that KISS acronym, keep it short and simple when it comes to uh, our line of work. And that is I encourage uh, a sales engineer, whether they're demoing software to uh, make a sale, whether they're doing a knowledge transfer to teach someone how to use the software, or you're the customer that themselves who already bought the software and you want to know, okay, how should I uh, present my data, assuming this is a software product like the one I work with, which is called uh, SAS Visual Analytics. So as the name suggests, Visual Analytics, I encourage people to think about, okay, express your data in terms of a who, what, where, how, why. Now, granted, that may sound like fifth grade, right? Who, what, where, how, why. Uh, I, I do mean it sincerely, uh, not necessarily um, uh, literally, but, but I also understand that people who do true full-time pre-sales may not have the luxury of demos like that. Like, for example, uh, usually a customer may say, um, uh, I'm not going to purchase your software unless you prove, you know, use case one, use case two, use case three. So you're kind of forced to demo, okay, here's demo or demo snippet, use case one, use case two, use case three. There's nothing wrong with that. It's tried and true through the decades. Uh, I can tell you from experience, it's right. It has been decades, not days or months. Um, but most definitely, you, you definitely don't want to do that stereotypical demo. Here's feature one of a gazillion. Here's feature two of a gazillion. Here's feature three of a gazillion. With one possible uh, slight exception, right? If you're working with an existing customer, getting them to upgrade, right? You can get away with uh, perhaps a uh, feature comparison demo as long as you're telling some kind of story with the data, right? So, so I know we're towards or at the end of this, I think, but, but my bottom line out of all this would be stories sell, lecturing and preaching do not. So stories sell, lecturing and preaching do not. I love that, Ted. Stories sell, lecturing and preaching do not. I think that's going to be the helps. title. Sometimes having humor helps, yeah. Totally, right? Well, we love, hum- <laughs> we're all humans, so we love to connect on a human uh, level. So and humor. Th- thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, human yes. humor. 
human humor, right? Uh, Ted, if, if folks want to follow you on social media, maybe, you know, reach out to you. Maybe there's some job openings in the, in the Philly area on your team or, uh, or every, anywhere else. I know that we're a remote world these days. What are yeah. the best like uh, channels um, or social handles, uh, social profiles to reach you? Uh, I think the same as just about everyone in, in, in the work world nowadays, uh, LinkedIn, though I have a very long last name with very few vowels. So you may want to pop up my name somehow in the recording, but uh, uh, definitely look me up on LinkedIn and, and connect. Awesome. Well, Ted, have a wonderful Friday. As I mentioned, we have a couple teammates in our, actually one of our CEOs is in the Philly area. Our uh, vice president of enterprise sales is in the Philly area. So we have uh, a couple other folks also I know that are in the Philly area. So if we do any events, I'll definitely uh, reach out to you and maybe you can come by. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too.